Alright, hey y'all, welcome to the JoJo Show. Um, thanks for tuning in today. I appreciate you all listening and tuning in. Today we have a very special show. We have my bro and my sis here. They're going to talk about a few things and a few topics and discussions here. And um, let's go. Let's get this started. So, um, how did you guys meet? And introduce yourself first. <laughs> <laughs> you can go first. My name is Ladosha. I'm his baby sister. Uh, yeah. Uh, my name is Thomas, and I am, I don't know how to call, how you want to say it, step bro? Yeah. <laughs> Let's say step for now. It may be in law in a, in a year or two. Who knows? But yeah, that's who I am. Awesome. And yeah, how did you guys meet? Tell us how you met. Uh, we met at Ball State Community College. Okay. Um... The day we met, we met through a mutual friend, but really wasn't so mutual. It was more my friend than hers. Oh, I got you. Okay. Um, I sat down at a table where it was another girl and her. And after that, we saw each other from time to time, but it really wasn't any like serious conversation. Then I would want to say after 20, I think 2019 is when we started like talking like every day. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Interesting. So is that is that what you? My perspective yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's how we started from okay. school, college, mutual yeah. friends, and it just kind of built onto a relationship towards like I think we got really really close during COVID. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, played a big part. Yeah, we, oh, wow. we actually, like, it was weird. Like, in a time where you were supposed to be away, like, yeah. we, we grew closer, which was kind of like. Yeah. It oh, was, wow. Yeah, we spent like, every day together. Just wow. about. We was only on the phone or we was with each other. Mm-hmm. Just about. Oh, wow. Well, I think we've been friends for about. Five or six years now. Yeah. Wow. Since I was eighteen. Yeah. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. I'm twenty-four oh, wow. now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time. All right. Well, that is so cool. And um, so um, y'all said y'all met in college. So how how was the college life and balancing relationship? How was that? Um. Uh, so. For me, it was different because I was just like getting there. Mm-hmm. So I kind of made friends with people that were older than me. Mm-hmm. They had already been through it. Gotcha. So managing being friends with people who want to like go out and do all these other things. I just got my car not a couple months ago because I just graduated from school, from high school. Mm-hmm. And then I started working this job as soon as I got out of school as well. Where I'm getting up 6 a.m., then leaving work around like 10.30, then going to school, being there by like 11.30, and then not leaving school till about 4. Wow. Because I'm doing like a full-time schedule. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, yeah, it was a lot. Plus, I'm trying to hang out with friends, meet new people. It It was a lot. Wow. Yeah, so around that time, yeah, it was, um... It was it was a challenge for sure. Oh, I bet. And what about you, Dush? Clarification: We weren't dating. Yeah, we weren't dating. Oh, college. Yeah, we were just still friends. Oh my God! Wow. So my college life was 
Um, it was interesting. I was in <laughs> class trying to get by. I also started doing like work study because I wanted to have money while I was in school. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So work study helped out a lot. So I, I felt like my college was my home because I was always there. I was working. I knew all the staff, mm-hmm. knew all the teachers, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think at the time I was dealing with the relationship at the time, mm-hmm. but. Trying to balance a relationship in school can be hard if y'all not on the same page. So right. um, it can be a distraction more than a benefit. So mm-hmm. I would say focus on school if that person understands what you're doing, what what you're trying to build. Right. Yeah. It will be more better. But at that point in time, it wasn't like that for me. So I was somewhat distracted, but also trying to stay focused while I was in school. Okay, so, I got you. Okay. Well, so it seemed like y'all had a relationship going, but y'all weren't yet boyfriend and girlfriend officially yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And had college going on. Okay. So we'll get more from y'all from that. And, and um, so, Dasha, just tell us a little bit about how uh, you balance, like, your work life and college and, um, you know, being in a relationship too. So. Um... Like I said, it was not the best thing to do, but <laughs> um, college was good. I was at Ball State for a couple of years, and then I transferred to another college, which some university, LU, go Bison. All right. <laughs> um, it was it was interesting. I'll say, um, like I said, I started to like be single again, then go through college, do a summer program. At Lipscomb, well, I just did summer classes, I should say, and then I started my original major. And I think me and Thomas were still talking at the time, on and off, on and off. Uh, I was working at a nail salon at the time, and he used to call me during my lunch breaks or during work. Or he would actually come visit me because it was kind of close to where he worked at, so that's kind of where we started getting a little closer. He used to go grab lunch and stuff um, school was school was cool. Wasn't always fine, but school was cool. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, what about you? Uh, balancing like your your work and your college life, and um, and your relationship. Um, work. It was bad for me when I first started because I had a ritual of going to sleep in my psychology class. Oh wow! Well, really? Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> oh, really bad. I would get up five o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. go to work, stay there till about ten, take a shower, go to school, mm-hmm. and I probably wouldn't leave school till about four. And that's on a day I didn't hang out with my friends. If I'm hanging out with them, I probably wouldn't leave till like six or eight. Oh, wow. so I'm really like doing way too much and it's no time for homework it's no time for anything else mm-hmm. and i didn't really have like relationships with any like females like that in my first like couple early semesters at ball state so it really wasn't my focus nor was it like something i was just like interested interested in mm-hmm. so this is kind of like, where i am with that gotcha yeah okay so what about church? How did y'all include church into that in that kind of a lifestyle? Like did y'all did y'all go to church every day or was it like 
was it kind of on and off or that was around the time i started to like pick and choose when i wanted to go to church yeah i'm 18 you. now you yeah. know I yeah. got my car i get to choose where i wear and when i want to go somewhere yeah so i still went to church but it wasn't as frequent um it would either be every other sunday sometimes i miss two sundays or i'll just miss one oh so and i feel like around that time i was still trying to like find myself mm -hmm. and find my identity mm -hmm. with god because at the end of the day i feel like our parents kind of shape it for us yeah that's true you know yeah and it's like you go off of what they shaped you to do you go off of what they shaped you to be right yeah and when you start to grow in that independent lifestyle you start to find a new you Mm -hmm. So then you got to find a new identity because at the end of the day, you can't be that kid again because you're not. Mm -hmm. You're living in the world, not living in different times. You're living in different environments. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, it took me a while to like really find myself in Christ. So when you were 18, like, did you go to the same church you went to as when you were older or younger? No, because my father became a pastor and oh. he ended up getting his own church wow and we started worshiping out of a warehouse right you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i get that yeah. and that's what i had to figure out that it's not just one day mm -hmm. it's it's every day it's in your daily life early in the morning late at night in the middle of the day mm -hmm. and that's what i had to realize and that's what i had to learn so for a minute i didn't go to my dad's church because of that because i didn't see the point i didn't understand why i'm here you know? Yeah. But as I got older, as I started listening to what my dad said and a lot of the words, and it's funny because every time I did go to church, a lot of the things I was struggling with, he would talk about. Wow. You know? Yeah. Wow. And it would always blow my mind. Like, okay, that's literally a question I had in my head. Mm -hmm. So I still go to my dad's church because of that, because I don't have to ask him. Half the time, I feel like God speaks through him to tell me what I need to do. Right. Wow. That's powerful to be honest. I believe that. Yeah. So when I was a kid, I would either go to Temple or I would go to my dad's church, which is Nehemiah Missionary Baptist Church. Gotcha. Okay. So, and then once I became a teenager and decided I ain't got to go to church like that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I started to. Yeah. Okay. Now that's a whole <laughs> section I just remember. Oh. <laughs> I was out there, but yeah, oh, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it was times I didn't go to church. It was times I did. Oh, right. it was times where. And what made you? What do you think made you go that way? That way? What made you, um, to the point where you didn't want to go to temple? It's not even that I didn't want to go to temple. It, like literally, my whole life, and I'm pretty like I don't know how y'all felt about it, but mm -hmm. I know for me. It was days I didn't want to go to church when I was a kid, right? Okay. You know, talking about um, going to church and um, like the different uh, places in life that we go through. Sometimes we go, sometimes we don't, and just um, just how life in general happens. So, um, tell us about your church experience and if you uh, how you attended and and what did you do during college and stuff like that. Um, during Boston, I used, I was going to church Wednesdays and Sundays with the family and stuff. 
Mm -hmm. was just a routine. Gotcha, yeah. Um, but I still, at that time, I felt like I had a good, solid relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Um, During my time when I transferred to Lipscomb, we used to have these mentory chapel that was included with my schooling. So oh, wow. it was kind of like, okay, this is this is different. Um, it was a different experience because it was like a denomination. And I call myself not religious and I'm not really like in a denomination. So I was like, okay, this is different. <laughs> different people, different singing and everything. Yeah. Um, but it was it wasn't bad. It was just different people showing up each chapel day that we had to go for school. Mm -hmm. Um during twenty twenty it was kind of rough for me. Oh wow. Um I had a moment where I did not want to go to church because I was the people that were in the church were kind of like getting to my skin and I just didn't like it and then it kind of distracted me from little show you need to get the word and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. it took me a while. I talked to one of my close one of my closest friends at the time and she was like just take time for yourself like get into your word and find what you need that God's trying to give to you so it took me a minute where I did not want to go to church but my family did not know that because I'm good at hiding things but <laughs> um <laughs> I'm wow. just one of those people where I don't really show too much emotion unless I just have to but um yeah I get that uh, I found a church now that me and my whole family go to now, but it's it's a journey. It's not a run. It's a walk, most definitely, because at the end of the day, you learn new stuff. Mm -hmm. Even with God, he'll show you something. He'll show you a sign. He'll bring a person here alive. He'll take people away. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely a journey for me. Um, I appreciate the journey and the walk. Mm -hmm. I don't know where the walk may lead me, but, you know, I just kind of have to put that that mindset of, you know, we walk by faith and not by sight. So. Right. Okay. Wow, that's that's awesome, uh, Thomas. Yeah, yeah, what yeah, what got you in, in that moment in time in life um, where you felt like, you know, this wasn't the place for me at the moment, or was it that? Or so it I feel like it just came from... Waking up on Sunday morning is not really wanting to go to church because as a kid, you know, you want to sleep in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think everything <laughs> like, <laughs> that. Yeah. And, then, you know, I turned 18. I finally get my car. I finally right. have some independency. I'm on my own time. Nobody's, like, telling me where I need to be, where I need to go. Mm -hmm. I can move how I want to. And, like, the first time I actually get a chance to do it, I'm, I'm going to do it, you know? So, yeah, I will sleep in. And it kind of led me in a lifestyle to where I would be up at night um, oh. on Saturdays, you know, Saturday nights out, out all oh the time, God. you know what I'm saying? Wow. And wake up like 12 noon <laughs> 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 on a Sunday. So, <laughs> and it kind of just put me in that mode to where like church is not really a priority. Mm -hmm. because like people made it a priority for me oh, okay. you know what yeah. I mean it really wasn't a priority for me mm -hmm. because I never really saw the value in it because I was always forced into doing it wow wow that's perfect so 
I feel like it didn't really become a priority to me until I turned around like 19, 20, around there, like my early 20s, like late, late teens. Mm -hmm. And I can't really describe like what it really was. It was more of like an urge, like I need something because I was living in a place I really didn't belong in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I'm not supposed to be like, in the world like maybe of it but i'm not supposed to be of it but in it yeah i'm supposed to be in it but not up right yeah and that's what i kind of realized that's what i was feeling it was like an urge like okay i need to go i need to go to church i need to do something you know what i'm saying i need to get fed somehow because something in me is not rocking with what i'm doing out here Mm -hmm. yeah and that's kind of how i started going back to church but oh wow yeah so I know you're into music, mm-hmm. and you you were like, how how did you get into music? And tell us a little bit more about you. Um, I got into music when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. I started playing band, did jazz band, went all the way to high school. I played in East National Marching Band. Oh wow! Yeah, I played bass drums, xylophone, triangle, snare, anything auxiliary. Oh man! <laughs> so cymbals, yeah. Ride. Oh wow! Yeah, it was it was fun. We got to go on trips. Went to a couple like football bowl games. Mm-hmm. Played in like the Universal uh, Studios parade. It was it was a nice experience. But I didn't really start writing music and rapping and anything like that until probably I want to say maybe my my junior year mm-hmm. of of uh, cop not college um. High school. Oh, okay. And it started with me, like, freestyling in the dorm room because I used to go to this camp called Upper Bound. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was, like, an overnight thing where you would stay for, like, uh, like a month or two. Mm-hmm. And it would, you would get a taste of the real, like, college lifestyle. And it would be nice when we would stay up. And we ended up freestyling. I was like, hmm, I kind of like this, you know? Yeah. And I started, like, writing more and more, like, after the camp. And then next thing you know, I'm writing poetry. I'm writing like full paragraphs and I'm getting like better and better as it goes. And next thing you know, I finally do like my first song and I don't drop it or nothing. This is just something I wanted to do. But mm-hmm. I do that, then I figure out like this is more of like a therapy thing for me. Mm-hmm. And once it turned into therapy, it started turning into something I actually am good at. Oh, wow. And it became like just this thing I like to do. Mm-hmm. So I dropped like my first like mixtape or EP, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> like a year ago now. Oh, well, it's, yeah. It's been yeah. a year. That's about right. Yeah, it's been a year. Wow, that is and awesome, man. What's funny is I got the money from like my income tax, I think. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like I use just like half, like half of it. Just, just for studio time and oh buying the beats. Wow. And they say, you know, I dropped my first single, then I dropped the mixtape. It, it just all came together. So, wow. Yeah. And then, uh, Madosha, um, you being my sis, I know we've, we've had music experience, uh, with mom and with dad. What would you say your, um, like, what, how has music influenced your life? And, um, what do you, how did you see, like, Thomas's, uh, releasing music and how how was that whole experience while y'all were in you know in a relationship? Um, music has always been in my 
Blood, as she sang. And daddy used to play in the band. Mom likes to sing. Mm -hmm. We used to play the drums. She used to sing. Um, I can sing too as well. I don't always sing. Uh, music has always been. Uh, I can say uh, it was a calming thing for me. Oh, okay. I used to dance. So dancing was my thing. They used to have me in my little hobby times. In my free times, I would dance. I used to dance a lot. He used to record little videos when we were younger. He had your little recording and everything. He used to make a lot of... <laughs> you can say he was my videographer when we were younger. Didn't you know? <laughs> yeah, that was the day, yo. So, um, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, music has always been there for me. Um, when he told me that he was about to... Thomas, when he told me he was about to start making music, I was like, oh, for real? He was like, yeah, I'm going to rap. And I was like, oh, Lord, we got another rapper in the mix. But <laughs> oh, when he first started spitting, I, I ain't going to lie. I thought he was just joking. <laughs> I thought he was joking. When he started actually spitting, I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> this man can actually rap. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, this man got all the trades. What else you got in those pockets? Wow. But, um, yeah, I was excited. I was very supportive. Um, he was very critique. About every little thing that he did, and if he didn't see y'all face expressions saying that it was good, he's like, "Nah, let's change up a little." I'm like, "Hey, it's fine. <laughs> I need good. I need great." Right. Yeah. So, um, so, so did he know? Like at that time, did he know that you had, like, your the, the influence that music had on you already? Did he already no, know? He's, oh, I did it. <laughs> wow. She kept it quiet. Oh my God, that's so funny. Kept it concealed. <laughs> That is so true. He still hasn't really seen me dance then. I still oh. don't think she can. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> it's like, funny that you say that because, like, when she was younger, that that's like her thing. That's all you see her doing is dancing. So, yeah. I was grooving all right. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, I used to travel um, with dancing and everything. Um, then I stopped. I think when I got in, like, school and stuff but yeah so when you started traveling and dancing like what was your take on music then was it still the same as when you were dancing when you were younger or was it completely different for you or did it just happen um, organically what would you say your take was on that it was organically because i mean at the end of the day i feel like god did give me the gift to dance okay okay used to praise dan like i said did the traveling for a little bit so yeah it came naturally oh wow. i think i just kind of grew Far from it when I got older. And what, so, what made you do that? You think? You just life. Oh, just life be life, and as they say nowadays, life wow. is just life. Wow, um, that's amazing. But I mean, I thought about getting back to it. It's just you know, life be life. Yeah. So it just it just like when life happens, it's like you have this big. It, it will really influence you at some moments. Like you say, it was your whole life when you were younger, pretty much. Yeah. And as you got older, it just kind of drifted away, kind of. You would say? Basically. Oh, wow. I just drifted wow. away. Okay. It's still in there, but she touched away. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, that's just a little bit about um, my brother and sisters. Uh, their, their, um, the, the way music influenced their lives. So, oh, like, what would you tell somebody if they want to get their music started? What would you tell them? Like, if they want a CD or a single out there, what would you tell them to do? It's not that hard. Really? Is it really not that? Because no. people make it seem like man, you have you to go. You can go on Band Lab, mm -hmm. record your stuff, get a good like 
microphone, mm-hmm. of headphone microphone, mm-hmm. right? You want the wire on it. Mm-hmm. So you you record it like that. What about your beats though? How like your background? Go on YouTube. Sick. I mean, like where in Go the world? Go on YouTube. Who did your, your type background beats. music? Type beat. <laughs> J Cole type beat. Are you serious? That's it. Wow, that's crazy, Thomas. <laughs> and what's crazy is I used to just listen to them all through, like. Times I would go to, I would be driving back from Wall State. You know that long road. You know that drive. Well, you don't because you live right next to it. <laughs> it's but, still a long road. <laughs> no, it's not. Not for y'all. Not back then. When y'all was living at the house. Yeah. It's no, still, it man. was still a long road there. Not for it was me. about a 20, 15, 20 minute drive. Yeah, no. It was like 35. Oh, well, yeah. Yours was a little. Oh, I'm going across Rivergate. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. Rivergate. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But no, uh, all you gotta do, Bobby. So, did someone like uh, do real instruments on your background music, or you also no, track? That's all stuff. It's all electronic track. Wow. So, who did it? Was it like a producer? Or... Yeah, one of these YouTube producers. I don't know their name. You don't know their name. <laughs> one beat I did. The guys from Turkey. Seriously? Oh my God, Thomas! Wow, that's crazy. So you connected with someone. I ain't Wait, connect with him. You didn't get I just bought the beat. I ain't talked to him. Wow. That's crazy, it's man. not that hard. So I, I guess it's really not. If y'all heard it from Thomas. All you, you got to do is buy the beat. You can buy the beat, right? Mm-hmm. It'll probably cost you about 50 And it'll come with some contract things. Mm-hmm. It'll tell you how many radio plays, if you can do a music video or not, how many streams you can have, how much... um. How many uh, radio artists say radio plays? Yeah. It's a whole bunch of stuff that you can do with it. Oh, wow. And it depends on what premium you buy. You can get the $50, or you can do like the 100 or you can just buy the whole beat. But that whole beat might cost like 500 mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can do that. Then you can go on BandLab, right? Mm-hmm. BandLab. You could record it. Screen record the beat. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to buy it, you can screen record the beat. Oh, And then... Put your put your um put your audio on top of the track and okay. boom you got it. And we still got my bro uh, Thomas here with me and my sis Ladesha. They're in a relationship together, dating. And Thomas, you were just telling me that it's not that hard just to get drop a, a single or a tr- or a track out there. Nah, it's like break it down to the the people out there to if they want to start like in music and stuff. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So I usually I use United Masters, but you can use DistroKid or any other type of streaming platform where you can keep all the money that you get from your song. Oh wow. So is it like royalties or what? Yeah. Oh, okay. Royalties, whatever. But if you buy the beat from somebody else, you do have to include them on that. Mm-hmm. And I know some people who use like Beat Stars or any like producer, mm-hmm. they don't like you using any other type of streaming platform because it's harder for them to get their money. Right. But with yeah. United Masters, they have a way where you can add in any producers or anybody else that was a part of the song. Gotcha. So they wow. can distribute the money even. Wow. So that's why I like United Masters. It's it's a really good um streaming platform. Um, so how long did that like your whole process, how long did it take you think to get everything done and like from pre to the actual recording and then to the actual releasing. So. Oh, man. That's a... I, I can't even tell you that time. Oh. Because 
it was my first couple songs. I had them all written out at one point, and then something happened where I was just like, nah, I can't do this. I can't do this. Oh, really? And it was more about the confidence in my lyrics. Mm-hmm. It was the confidence about if I'm if I'm good enough to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And once I got past that and I had the money to do it, I was just like, okay, let's get this done. Like, I just want to be able to say I completed a mixtape. Wow. That's I, an awesome goal to have. And I really was just happy to hear myself. Like, yeah. I it makes me happy knowing I could put myself on the ox. So how old were you when when it started? When you first like when you, when would you say you want that goal to um to have a mixtape out? When how old were you? Uh, I was how old was I low? Uh, like twenty. Yeah. Real? Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. It was it was something. You were still young. But I mean, once you start writing. You start writing, you start freestyling on beats as much as I did because I, I drove a lot. Mm-hmm. I would either be driving to work, driving to school, driving home. Mm-hmm. And I would be driving from Madison all the way to Gallatin, Tennessee. Wow. Man. And it was just a lot of time. It's back only so many sports yeah, shows you can listen to because that's yeah. what I do. Mm-hmm. I listen to sports shows like First Take, all of that stuff. I like listening to that. Mm-hmm. And... I started listening to tight beats. I started listening to just regular instrumentals, you know. And after a while, I started freestyling on them. I liked them. And then, like, around that age, like, 21, 22, I was like, shoot, I might as well just make something real quick, you know. Wow. So you think it was about maybe a year or a few months later everything was done after? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's good, man. Because most people, there's I know there's a lot of people out there that they still want their music to be heard or they have some songs they've written. They've never got them out there. I'm talking about for years at a time. So what kind of advice would you give to them, like to just go ahead and do it and get it done? Technology is our friend. Really? Yeah, technology is your friend. There's so many ways you can put your stuff out there. You can put it out through TikTok. You can put it out through Instagram, YouTube, anything really. Oh, okay. And, I heard that one. And um, there's plenty of ways that you can, like, get it out there without spending, like, crazy money. Mm-hmm. Because me, I I use the actual, like, studio. Mm-hmm. Other people, you can do what an artist called Lil Tyler did. He used BandLab and basically created, like, a hit song, right? Mm-hmm. And he's, like, famous off of it. And he just did it off of his phone. That's crazy, man. So, wow. it's a lot of things people... Got, you just got to do your research. Yeah, you really don't know. Yeah. You just got to do your research on what is best for you at that moment. And don't feel like nobody's going to like your music. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're supposed to be different. Right, yeah. You're supposed to not look like everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's what makes you popular. Wow. That's what makes you, you. Because mm-hmm. my thing is, with my music, I don't really care how big I get. I don't really care how much money I make from it because I keep a strong continuity of who I am mm-hmm. and what I want my music to sound like. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's for it's for people. But if I don't like it, what am I making it for? Mm-hmm. You know? And once I figured that out, I didn't really like listening to anybody else. I like listening to myself half the time. <laughs> like, really? Because it's like if you make it, why would you listen to somebody else? Or why would you eat somebody else's food if you know you can make the same food better? 
That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll, yeah. <laughs> if you know you can go home, make it yourself, and yeah. it sounds better to you, or right. it tastes better to you, yeah. why would you go to somebody else's? Yeah, it wouldn't make sense to you. You know? Yeah. That's, that's just my philosophy. Oh, wow. Well, I appreciate you telling us a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, we just talked to my bro Thomas. I love Everett about um how he created music and his goal uh to release a, a mixtape or a track mm. and to actually get it out there. And now we're gonna talk to my sis and to see how was the whole experience of traveling with dancing like did that change like your whole outlook of music and what do you think where do you think it's going now and how do you think it changed? from when you were younger when you were actually doing that travel traveling dancing is fun it's it can be a lot you have to make sure you know your um tea and everything and if you're not i wasn't just dancing i was dancing and singing mm -hmm. um it can it can you just have to learn how to balance it out i think it's not always for everybody but um it it was it was interesting i'll say but it was fun though. I had good people I was surrounded by. Um, it made it fun. I made new friends and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it kind of just networked me into the dancing field slash singing. So yeah. Oh wow. So do you think it's changed now? Like, um, and like if I if if I was a dancer and I wanted to get into traveling and dancing too, what kind of advice would you give to me? Like during this time, and what would you do differently if if you were in that situation? Um, I haven't done dancing in a minute, but if you're trying to get into dancing, I would find a lot, a lot of workshops and um, reach out to people. Instagram is a good tool. Mm -hmm. Find people who's doing dance shops and everything, and they'll usually just connect you with other people. And it's kind of how it's kind of word of mouth type thing. You just make yourself available. Don't shut yourself off. Um, mm -hmm. like I said, if you just go out. Do like a workshop or two, you can definitely communicate with other people and find. Okay, and when when you had first started dancing and traveling, um, what what was your mindset then? Were you like, oh, this is gonna be great, or was you excited about it, or what was your mindset about doing it? Did you want to do it, or what? Um, I wasn't expecting to. I didn't know nothing about traveling dancing when I first heard about it. Because oh, okay. at the time, I was just doing praise dancing at my church. Yeah. And somebody from my church had reached out to me and was like, hey, do you want to dance with this gospel artist? And I was like, sure, why not? I guess it's cool. Oh, wow. Um, I never thought that I would do it for so long, but I think I did it for about maybe one or two years. Um. But it was a great experience. I mean, like, I learned a lot of things. Like I said, I gained knowledge about dancing. Mm -hmm. And also, since she was a Christian artist, we also did, like, mini Bible studies and stuff like that. So it was cool. Mm -hmm. It was a good environment. So. so you think it changed your outlook of, like, how the like gospel music is and how it works and how the industry works and stuff like that? No, because the person that I was with, she was very down to earth. So it didn't really change too much of my perspective. Because she was just one of those people. She was kind of like a, my auntie that wasn't my auntie. So. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. That's so sweet. So you felt like she was she was like an auntie to you? Yeah. Wow. That is awesome. So I didn't feel like weird or felt like, oh, we're, I'm in the industry. It didn't feel it didn't like feel that. Like that. No. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's funny that you say that because like from the outside looking in, I know me being your brother, I was like, she must be 
I don't know. She must be feeling like she's there or she made it or something like that. No. No? It I wasn't was, that? I was straight chilling. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was so, cool. Do you, do, you like, do you remember a lot of it? or? No? Yeah, I do. I mean, we had to memorize scriptures. And like I said, we did a lot of Bible studies and stuff. Oh, wow. It was cool. Wow. That's awesome. And um, basically, we are just talking about relationships and um, how you can balance life and church and work. And now we're going to get into family. Um, what uh, do y'all think, how, how, like, as far as relationships and having family in your life and with your work and and just doing music, like you said, mm-hmm. how, how do you balance all of that and how does it intertwine? Um, for me, it's sometimes it's struggling because I have my grandma, I have my mother, I have my dad, and... For as long as I can remember, I've been cutting grass and I've been helping them out in the yard. I've been doing a lot of these things. And sometimes one parent may get in their feelings because I go help the other or vice versa. It just it happens a lot sometimes. And balancing that out with with low sometimes is difficult because I have to be very meticulous about where I choose to put my time to, you know? So that's kind of what goes on with me. And I just try to balance it out. Like, okay, Monday, like through the week, I'll help them out. But on weekends, look, or like sometimes during the week, look, and then them on the weekend. It just, I've gotten better with picking and choosing when to dedicate my time to my parents and low and my own stuff that I want to do for myself. So it just comes with time maturing and knowing how to manage your time with people. Got it. Okay. What about you, Ladesh? With family? Yeah. How does, how does like life work? Um, You know, you traveling as a dancer, how how did all of that balance, you know, take place in your life? Well, when I was doing dancing, it was pretty cool at the time I wasn't driving, so mom and dad used to drop me off and stuff like that. Um, As I got older, family and stuff, balancing out with work, it's more so I just kind of work all the time, and I'm usually with Thomas most of the time, Mm -hmm. and my family would be like, where's the shit? And I'd be like, oh, I'm with Thomas. So, <laughs> uh, as we can say, it's Thomas Falls. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, do y'all have, like, how, like, you're 26, right? Yes. And Thomas, how old are you? I just turned 24. 24. So, in y'all's age group, what, are you, you're, you're still considered a millennial, right? Or no? Uh, man, I'm, I'm born in 99, so yeah, I guess I am. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, y'all, us being millennials, I'm 31, y'all. So, um, what advice would you give to millennials when, and y'all be in a current relationship right now and dating, what kind of advice would y'all give? It takes work. Really? Effort. Communication. <laughs> Communication is key. Oh, me. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I um, go. I feel like people treat a relationship as like a come and go thing, but it's not. Like, it, you really have to take it one day at a time mm. and understand and study that person. Because, so, what do you mean by, like, come and go? I mean, some people get a relationship just to be in a relationship, and they don't really actually take the commitment and time and effort to put in a relationship. 
Wow. They I just see. get in a relationship because it's just for fun. Oh, I have a companion. Da da da. But they don't wow. see the long haul. If y'all not on the same page, y'all just kind of waste each other's time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm. Um, and what about you, Thomas? Uh, I can't tell you how many, like, I can't tell you how many conversations me and Lo have had. Mm-hmm. Like, tough ones. Like, 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 really, like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that type of conversations. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just, it takes patience and knowing that a relationship is more than just this person looks good next to me. Mm-hmm. Or, um, some type of like validation you got with yourself because at the end of the day you're going to change being with this person yeah, yeah. like no matter what good or bad like, mm-hmm. things are going to happen so you have to choose the right person that's going to push you in a good change yeah, yeah because for me i didn't really start getting closer to god until i got with her oh wrong. Yeah. like i like i wasn't she introduced me to the concept of reading your Bible like mm-hmm. every day, like put God in your life every day mm-hmm. and just watch it grow and watch it like turn into something else. I didn't understand that until I got with her, oh, wow. until I start like being around your mom. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. And what I can say is relationships will change you. They will test you. They will put you in positions to where you can revert back to what you know, which is being react for me, which was being reactive, impatient, um, and not really ready to deal with somebody that does need those things. Because mm-hmm. being with her, I I learned how to be patient. Wow. Because I didn't know how to be patient with nobody else, really. Mm-hmm. And for me, it took a growth thing to know that this is what I'm going to be with. This is what I want. And this is what I'm going to grow with. Because at the end of the day, I didn't want to leave her. Like, everything in my spirit is telling me that I don't want to leave her. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, that's just, that's kind of like the summary of, of it all. But, yeah. Oh, wow. That is awesome. So we're going to get out of here, y'all. We're going to wrap this up. So thank you all for tuning into the JoJo Show. Um, thanks, Adelosha and Thomas, for coming on to the show. Appreciate y'all. No Do y'all problem. have any closing remarks or anything that y'all want to say? Uh, keep God first. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, keep God first. Communicate with your significant others. Don't be reactive humans. Awesome. Listen. Uh-huh. Like, really listen and hear them. Do both. <laughs> right. All right, I appreciate y'all coming in again. And thanks, y'all, for tuning in to the JoJo Show podcast.